chapter 15 of Yirmiyahu. It begins, as we noted yesterday, with the verse, Vayomer Hashem Eilayim Yamod Mosheu Shmuel Ufanai Ein Nafshiro Amazeh. Even if Moshe and Shmuel were to intercede with me, the masters of prayer, I would not be won over to that people. Sharach me'alponai v'yetzeu. Dismiss them from my presence and let them go forth. Let them go forth in the continuation of chapter 15 to death, to the sword, famine, exile. That's how chapter 15 begins. And if Moshe and Shmuel can't intercede on behalf of the people, then Yirmiyo also cannot intercede on behalf of the people. And essentially the response of Yirmiyo to this statement of God, which is really a continuation of the last chapter, can be found in verse 10 of chapter 15. Woe is me, my mother, that you ever bore me, a man of conflict and strife with all the land. I have not lent, I have not borrowed. Everyone curses me. So this verse where Yirmiyo speaks about his birth, I wish I had not been born, of course, to the reader recalls the third chapter of Eov, the book of Job, chapter 3, where he bemoans the fact that he was born in a lengthy and beautiful poetic chapter. But Eov says essentially the same thing. It's a longer chapter. It's very poetic. The night that I was born should be a cursed night. May Apollo lie over it. May darkness and deep gloom reclaim it chapter 3 of Eov. And then in verse 11 of chapter 3 of the book of Job, Why did I, did I not die at birth? Expire as I came forth from the womb. So like Eov, he bemoans the fact that he's born, that he exists, because his life, as he says, everybody curses him. I didn't borrow money, I didn't lend money, I find favor with nobody, I am the scorn of everyone. What kind of life is this? And this is my destiny in, in this world, and I regret being born. I would say in the case of Yirmiyahu, it's even in a sense more striking than it is in the case of Eov, because in the case of Yirmiyahu, in the very beginning of the book, You have been assigned a task even before you were born. And now he's saying in verse number 10 of chapter 15, that's well and good, but I wish I were not born. And this theme, that he regrets his fate, powerfully regrets his fate, he picks it up again in verse number 15. He turns to God and says, Remember me, take thought of me. Avenge me on those who persecute me. Consider how I have borne insult on your account. When your words were offered, I devoured them. 
Your words brought me delight and joy, knowing that your name is attached to me. So Yermio says, I was happy that I could connect you, that I speak for you, that your name is attached to me. The words of God were sweet to me. It reminds us of the verses in the beginning of Yechesko, where he's told to actually eat the word of God, eat, eat the scroll, book of Yechesko. However, over here, he continues to say, because of you, because of your word, I have sat badad, I have sat alone. You have filled me with gloom. So on one hand, I carry your word, and I rejoice in the fact that I carry your word, that you speak through me. But on the other hand, what is the cost? The cost is Badad Yashavti. The very beginning of the Book of Lamentations ascribed to Yirmiyahu, Echayashva Badad. The city that was once full is now very much alone. To live a life of aloneness, that's very difficult. Why is my, my wound eternal? My wound, my pain is incurable, resistant to healing. So what is Yimayo actually saying over here? And from God's response in verse number 19, it seems like what he's saying is that I can't carry on in this way. This is a task that's impossible for me, a mission that's impossible to bear. I can't do it anymore. That's what it sounds like from God's response in verse number 19. Because in verse 19 of this chapter, Rachein, Ko Amar Hashem, Im toshuv vashivcha lifanai tamod, Vim totzi yakar mizoreo kufiti yeh, Yashuv lahem lahelecha, Viata lo toshuv alihem. It's a difficult verse. Thus says the Lord, thus says God, If you, Im toshuv, if you return, I will take you back. If you re- return, I will take you back, sounds like, if that's the correct interpretation of the words, that Yirmiyot is walking away from the mission. And God says, one second, come back and I will take you back. With Fanai Tamod, you will stand in my presence, you will stand before me. Im If you produce what is noble out of the worthless, you will be my spokesman. In other words, there already there's a sense that maybe you can do something. You may think that your mission has no value. Because as I've told you in this chapter and in many other chapters, they're not going to listen. In fact, several times I told you not even to pray for them. But that's not to say that in the book of Yermio, he has a thankless mission. Well, it may be thankless. But it's not a mission that has no possibility of a positive outcome. There will be some positive outcome. And... Therefore, he says, God, to Yermio, I invite you back to the mission. And whatever you can produce, that's good. As if I am speaking. You may speak for me, says God. And if you have something positive to say out of this situation, I will stand by you. I will support that. They will return to you. Know that in the long term, they, whether this particular people or the Jewish people, will return to you, will embrace your word. 
but you will not go to them. And now what's interesting is, in the continuation of God's speech to Yomio, which is, chat, which is verse number 20, God repeats what we find in the very beginning of the book of Yomio. <speaking in Hebrew> So what God said to Yermio in chapter 1, I'm going to save you, I'm going to protect you, and in particular, I will make you as a fortified wall of bronze. They will attack you, they will not overcome you. So there's a promise of God's protection, which we had in chapter 1, and a promise that God will save Yermio. That was the language of chapter 1, and it's the language of chapter 15. I will save you. I will deliver you. I will save you from the hands of the wicked and rescue you from the clutches of the violent. So what it sounds like actually in chapter 15, they were talking about a prophet with a thankless task who feels because of the mission that he carries, the message that he bears, he is terribly alone. It reminds me actually very much of something we touched upon earlier in our study of Yirmiyahu, one also who was consecrated from, I would say, before birth. And the one who comes to mind is not a prophet, but rather a warrior, Samson, Shimshon. His mother is told before he's born not to drink wine, no grape products. Your son will be a Nazir, a Nazarite from the womb. Shimshon was chosen from the womb to fight God's battles, to fight God's enemies, who in the book of Judges, of course, are the Philistines. And it's a task when you have this particular mission, even more so in the case of Shimshon. You are completely alone. You're not living amongst your own people, the Jewish people. In fact, the Jewish people at one point tried to turn Shimshon over to the enemy, to the Philistines. And you're certainly not a member of the Philistines, though you dwell amongst them. You are, at all times, badad. You are completely and totally alone. The idea of the Nazir is one who's separate. In Yermio, very different person. His message is to the world, yes, but primarily to the Jewish people. And says to God, I happily accept the responsibility of speaking for you. But I can't live with the, uh, with the outcomes. I can't live a life of total aloneness. And God does not tell Yermio that you will live a life which is not alone. That's never stated. What God does say is, I support you. I continue to support you. I will protect you. And you, you can speak for me. If you can find glimmers of hope, and you find those glimmers of hope and speak, I will stand behind it. Im karbi If out of what is, a, if you produce something noble, out of what appears to be worthless, you will speak for me will be my spokesman. And apparently, that was enough to allow Yermio to continue the mission.